Hey, sports fans, thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I'm the reason this episode's out a day late. I'm Jones, and I like beauty glove saves. I'm Kudo, and I like stacking the pads. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wind of it is first up for just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Sunday coffee, the golden goal. It's funny to me, too. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for episode number 10 of Into Sports and Stuff. We're here with your weekly update on the world of sports and stuff. On tonight's episode, we're talking about baseball, hockey, and basketball. We're previewing picking the winners of the golf's first major of the season, the PGA Championship. We've got the return of summer's hottest reality TV show. And as always, we're trying to choke down our disgusting rare steaks. This is Intersports and Stuff. So guys, we've we reached the heyday. You know, we're just basking in the world of sports being back 24-7, it seems. Just laying on the couch all day, taking it in. Game after game after game after game, and it never gets old. Where do you guys want to start? I don't know. All I'm going to say is my wife's probably going to divorce me for the amount of sports I've been watching the last, like, four days. <laughs> I don't think she can get anything on the TV. Hey, she had four months of Real Housewives. That's true. It's actually Love Island, I think. She, she's probably downstairs watching that right now as we speak. All right. Well, if you guys aren't going to choose, I'm going to choose for you. Let's start with baseball. Been an interesting week. A lot of missed games due to uh, the coronavirus. Um, Kudo, what's one thing you want to discuss this week? Well, I want to discuss about the Cleveland Indians pitcher, Shane Bieber. That kid has been on fire lately. And he established a a new record that I've uh, figured out. Yeah, he he might single-handedly um, get us that over 99 strikeouts that we picked. Um, I think through three starts, he's at 35 Ks um, on pace for well over 100 and his 11 starts this year. So um, good news for Shane Bieber. Yeah, uh, I think he's off to a great start. Indians are, are doing okay. I'm not going to lie. I think baseball's uh, been on the back burner for me right now. I've been watching probably a little bit too much hockey and too much basketball. It's Baseball is just the start of the season, so I uh, focused on those sports that are ramping up for the playoffs. Yeah, but you got to switch back and forth when it comes to hockey and baseball. That's what I've been doing. Well, the, well, the Indians aren't on like Canadian television. Well, right? that's why you get the MLB TV, baby. That's what I do. You got to get the full package oh. so you can watch every game. Fucking Richie Rich over there getting the NHL or the MLB network. Hey, it's on a discount this year because there's only 60 games. Oh, there you go. That's how they get you. Yeah. yeah. Next year when it's back up double the price. You get fine. all those Red Sox out of yeah. market games. So Yeah. Yeah, to make Carly happy, even though she doesn't really watch them because they suck. What about the Giants? Do you watch the Giants, Kudo? Yes, I do, because surprisingly, they've been doing pretty good considering they're rebuilding. And I'm happy with what they're doing. Well, that's good to hear. Yep. I'm okay with their record right now. So this guy's been on fire throwing heaters or what? Oh, yeah. Throw on the kitchen sink. You, you, you uh, name I would it, say... he's throwing it, and he's getting guys out with it. Yeah, he's becoming uh, one of the uh, main aces in the league. Kids on real right in- now. Indians have a great young rotation too, with uh, with Clevenger as well. Um, yeah, I think you know they're surprising a lot of teams right now. I don't think we gave them much love in our uh, preseason picks. 
we'll see how uh, how the rest of the season plays out there. Jones, what's your uh, one takeaway from the world of baseball this week? Uh, I think injuries is still front and center in my mind. Uh, it was, what was the, who was that pitcher that tore his Achilles uh, trying to cover first base? Yeah. It was a yeah, Canadian, right, for the Braves? Yep. Yeah, just, that you know, just a good. simple play of uh, getting over there to cover first base on a ground ball and uh, tore his Achilles. He's done for the year. Hopefully. Yeah, just a little PFP and he's out. Yeah, hopefully... You know, Achilles are a bad injury. Hopefully he can bounce back from it. Um, so I think, you know, the health of the players is still a, a big issue in baseball. Still not, pitchers still aren't going like deep into games because they don't want to blow out their arms too early and stuff like that. So I think that's what I've taken away so far in the baseball season. Yeah, I, I agree. Injuries are, are going to be a big uh, a big thing throughout, you know, probably the end of this month then they will hopefully be in shape yeah yeah it's gonna be you know there's nothing they can really do they were at a point where you know you had it was do or die so they they went and you know hopefully hopefully that they can uh they can maintain um but a couple things that are going to work against them are they they're starting they're reducing the rosters now so they had to trim the rosters back i think they're down to 26 guys now um so you know that's gonna that's going to hurt from the 30 they were at before. Uh, one thing that'll help is the the seven inning doubleheaders they put in. Um, so every doubleheader we they play this year is only going to be a seven inning game instead of a nine inning game, um, which will hopefully save some arms, save some injury. We'll uh, we'll see how that works though. Do Do you think that they'll go back to like expanding the rosters if they see some more injuries happen, or do you think they're going to just keep it at 26? I'm sure it's always on the radar. Um, I think the biggest concern is teams abusing it because they're in a stretch. So you don't want to just have that, you know, stolen base guy that doesn't play at all, but he's there to steal bases and, you know, try to get you an extra runner, you know, late in the game. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. I think overall they want to protect the players. So if it's, you know, you know, if they need to, you know, be able to carry 15 pitchers, uh, you know, maybe that's what they, you know, they extend to extend the roster a little bit so they can carry extra pitching and not extra positional players. Something that's uh, caught your eye so far. Um, well, I kind of touched on it now, but scheduling is, is going to be the big thing for me. Um, I know they were busy today with the schedule, uh, making a lot of changes for uh, all those games that have been missed because of the Marlins. Now the Cardinals, um, all those diagnoses. So the Blue Jays, uh, for example, they have two double headers to make up their three games against the Phillies. So uh, they have a common day in August that was a common day off. So they'll play a double header in Buffalo that day. Um, then they had a series in Philadelphia later in the season. So they'll play another double header there and the Blue Jays will be a home team for the first game in that double header. Jesus. But I think the schedule really is going to be working against them because the Jays have something like, um, I think they have maybe one or two days off next week, and then they're going to play 28 games in 27 days or something like that. Yeah, so, you know, they may need yeah. extra bodies because, you know, well, in the doubleheaders, usually the rule is you can you bring an extra player for the second game, so you get an extra arm for that second game. Um, but, you know, they may need more than that. They're going to have to really, you know, flex their taxi squad and use the guys with options to uh, get arms up and down so that they're uh, – they're healthy and, you know, able to get through these games. So um, I imagine there's going to be teams like the Marlins and Yankees, 
Phillies that all missed a bunch of games that probably have similar loaded schedules. So it'll be be real interesting yeah. to see how uh, how everything plays out. Yeah, I heard that Marlins had something about like fifty three games had to be done in like fifty four days. It's just something ridiculous that they have to make up in the time that they only have like one day off basically to try to get all those games in. Yeah, like I think they had like six off days built into the sixty game schedule. And so those are pretty well all gone yeah. for the Marlins. They like that week they were off last week killed all those dates. Um so, you know, injuries might be a big factor for these guys and that are having to play every day, but hopefully having to play every day will keep them back in their hotel room and, you know, away from away from trouble. Sounded like the the totally Cardinals something. went to uh Strip club, casino. casino. <laughs> yeah, as a team. Yeah. The, the, the coach or the manager said that it was, uh, well, somebody from the outside came in and brought the trace into the into the locker room. It wasn't because they were going to the casino or something like that. But, you know, I, I don't buy that for a second unless, unless the team was spraying everybody down with uh, peroxide as they walked in. So I was watching the Jays game the other day, and I heard something interesting come out of, Buck Martinez's mouth. He was actually talking about maybe playing uh, some playoff games or some even the World Series in like a neutral location, like in Texas or somewhere like that in a warmer climate, so they they avoid the cold temperature. Like you wouldn't want to be playing a playoff game maybe at the end of the year in New York, right? So I think that's something kind of interesting too that I heard. I don't know if MLB's talking about it or if it's just something that. He was spitballing about, but found it kind of interesting. Yeah, they get know. a bubble for the playoffs. Yeah, makes, I don't know if you guys what you guys think. Makes sense. Like, I, you know, for me, I think they should be in a bubble already. So I don't know whether they have the appetite to do that or not. But um, yeah, definitely, I think it makes sense. Yeah, definitely, they should definitely do a bubble for the playoffs because that would be a, one of the biggest downfalls if you're in the playoffs and all of a sudden a team is like got a bunch of positives and they can't play any games but i guess the counter argument to that is that they they are ending the regular season the same time they normally would so you know you're normally playing you know new york plays the cold weather games in the playoffs so does that i know it sucks for the players sucks for their players but does that take away from their home field advantage if they're you know playing neutral sites in in texas or yeah i'm not I'm not 100% sure. I just I just found it kind of interesting, kind of kind of what the NBA and the NHL are doing right with their bubble, so it was it wouldn't be as big of a bubble, you know what I mean? Like they just need a smaller bubble or even two little bubbles to get everyone in the same location, so I thought that was kind of cool. Well, they would need a big bubble cuz they got all the playoff teams this year. It wouldn't be as for, for yeah, as long, but true. they'd still have all those yeah. games to get in, right? So Best of three first round, so it wouldn't be as long as, but they're still going to have the, was it 16 teams? 18 teams? Yeah, 16 yeah. teams. So. so do we want to move into the world of the NHL? I think uh, I think we have a segment return. Um, it, it's time oh, for yeah. Pat to hit the music for Kudos Fun Fact. Kudos Fun Facts. Yes, that's right. We got Kudos Fun Fact here. And what I got is the Indians became the first team since at least 1901 to have four 10-plus strikeout outings from their pitchers in the first seven games of the season. 
And I thought that was very interesting. And that's my fun fact for the week. Thanks, Kudo, for that fun fact. You're very welcome. Jones, you've been watching any basketball? Uh, Yeah, I've been watching some basketball. It's it's on the recall button. I like to stay on the NHL, but uh, I always give a flip back to the basketball just to see what's going on. Um, Notice a lot of games, like high-scoring games. Um, I think more so than when they kind of took the break. I think most of the teams, the defense has not shown up. And uh, I think the Raptors are playing really well. I think finally getting some like attention from the American markets, like even LeBron James kind of said, you know, just because they lost Kawhi doesn't mean they're not a championship team. So it's good to see. Um, I don't know what you guys think about basketball. Yeah, I've been watching a little bit of the Raptors games. Nothing really much else. It's kind of nice that the Raptors are finally getting some respect. And they're actually looking to extend their winning streak because they're playing uh, the Celtics, I think it's Friday. And uh, if they do so, they're going to be extending it to eight games. And I thought that's really good. It's a pretty good winning streak for the Raptors, you know. You don't like to... uh... You like to go into the playoffs hot, so hopefully they don't go in too hot. But you gotta, you want to be like ready to go, like we said, you know. Yeah. Win a couple. Raptors more have games. definitely been the best team in the bubble so far. Most consistent, best effort every night. They've got some uh, some good wins on the uh, on the old docket there. Last night uh, they held Orlando eleven points in the first quarter, had a twenty point lead at halftime. They kind of coasted from there. Um, so, you know, the guys are showing up, they're ready to play and they're, they're doing a good job. Their starting five's been, been healthy and they've been playing unreal. So I think the Raps are definitely the team to beat right now. Um, you know, everything will change once they get into the playoffs, but, uh, for right now, I think the Raps are, are the team to beat. Um, my story of the week for the NBA is about, uh, uh, a guy named TJ Warren, T.J. Warren plays for the Indian, or yeah, Indianapolis Pacers, Indiana Pacers, whatever you call them. I never heard of this fucking guy. Never heard of this guy before the bubble. Um, Oladipo's out, and this guy comes in. He drops fifty-five points in their opener. Never heard of the fucking guy, and he's just putting up fucking points. He's put up like one hundred and thirty points in their three games so far, and I never heard of him. He's I, I've never heard of him either. Who the fuck is he? Even, yeah, who is he? Yeah, he his can, name's T.J. Warren. Him? He's been in the league for like six years. Played five years in Phoenix. Yeah, that's all, all I really know about him. Uh, he went to he went to NC State. So he couldn't get in uh, with your Tar Heels, so he went to NC State. Um, that's uh, that's about all I got from him. His, his career, he's played 325 games. Average is 15 points a game, so he's not, not a bum, I guess. He averaged 19 points this season, but I never heard of him. The guy dropped 55 points, so, you know... Shows how much I follow the the Suns and the Pacers, I guess. But, um, yeah, I just had no idea who he was. Well, he must have been doing some work when uh, during the pause. Just getting his working in the gym, getting better at his game, crafting it. Because it sounds like he's making some moves and becoming one of the top yeah, players. Like, all these the guys bubble. just need a chance and they can go off, right? Like, they've most of these guys have been superstar basketball players their whole life. They get to the NBA and they're sitting at the end of the bench, so... It's not uncommon that something like this happens. It just was a storyline that caught my eye this week. Yeah, they're like, you know, in college, they're probably one of the top players on their team. But you go to the NBA and you've got, they're what, is there 31 teams? Uh, 30, I think. 32, 30. So you got 30 teams, you got 
five guys starting on each team, and then, you know, their benches aren't very big either. So, you know, those guys are no average basketball player. They're usually a superstar sitting on the end of the bench, but it's not getting yeah, time to sure. play. Any other NBA stories you guys want to talk about? Not really. It's mostly just Raptors talk. <laughs> no? All right. All right. All right. Well, then let's get to hockey. It's been a, been a very interesting week in the NHL. A um, lot of intense hockey. You know, uh, watching on TV, it's pretty interesting. It, it feels like I'm watching a men's league game, but it's like the best men's league hockey I've ever watched. Um, just no fans in the stands, but, you know, it's high pace, high intensity. It's been it's been good. Typical beer league game. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, Kuda, what's your, your main storyline? What's your, your headline of the week for the NHL? Well, can we talk about the Rangers? How they came into the bubble, basically had a couple beers and left. They said hello and goodbye to the bubble. Yeah, and both you and I picked them to beat Carolina. Um, so Jones is Jones is leading the hockey pool right yeah. now because that's the only series that's done. Uh but yeah, they, you know, Carolina is a is a beast. They're a, a legit team. They came to play. Um, I think I was probably mesmerized by the run the Rangers were on before COVID, and you know, it just didn't carry over for mm-hmm. them. Um, Shesterkin couldn't play in the first couple of games. I don't know why. What happened there? So they went with Lundqvist. He didn't uh, he didn't perform up to. King Henrik uh, standards, but Henrik on those games, he played for, like the first game. He had like 37 shots on net. Uh, a couple goals weren't his fault. I know he let in a week one to start the first game, but he bounced back and played outstanding. I thought, um, you know, everyone was reporting that Shosturkin was going to start. So I don't know if it was an injury. Yeah, they, they just or said what happened. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Well, that's what they're using now. Like, if so, if someone tests positive, they're unfit to play. But if they get injured, they're unfit to play. Um, yeah, I think I'd chalk that up to more of a just the Canes being a better team, like a better all-around team. Um, like I mentioned, the the Rangers' defense wasn't the greatest to to come into it. So I think the Canes just took it to them. Like their top line, I I don't even know how many points they average in the in the series, but I they were all over the score sheet in every game. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Jones. Like, you can't blame Lundqvist. The, obviously, that first one was weak, but it was also his first game, you know. Probably yeah. trying to get the jitters out, but you can't blame the goalie on those games. Like, he kept them in mostly in that game. If it wasn't for him, they probably would have gotten destroyed that first game. Like, I've, I was going on the Rangers having Zimbanejad and the bread man just going off, but obviously that didn't come through. And the only one who actually did was Zimbenajad. He was the only one who produced, basically, for the Rangers and did anything for them. He was all over the place. Yeah, they were just overmatched by a better team. team. Help their goalies out and win. The reality of it. Yeah. Jonesy, any headline you want to... That's for sure. ...want us to dive into here? Yeah, I'd like to talk a bit about, uh, the, I guess, the fifth, 16 seeds. You know, the, the Habs and the, and the Blackhawks. Uh, I don't know if we, I don't think we gave them enough credit um, when we were ta- doing our previews about it. Like both series, we all picked the four seed or five seed to just walk all over them, basically. Um, I know when I was doing my picks, I was kind of delayed a little bit on 
that Oilers game, I thought, you know, the no, Black you Hawks didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're the, just Gus was texted. Gus, yeah. Gus has been texting you the last couple of days. Sure, and, I did. Uh, you got to listen back. Yeah. Here comes the excuses. No, no, I I'm sticking to my pick. I I picked the Oilers. I'm just saying there was there was a little bit of doubt when I came to picking the Oilers. Uh, you got to look at those players like Taves and Kane. Like they're just they're carrying that that team. Um, goaltending is subpar in Edmonton and it's hurting them. And in Montreal, like last night, Montreal five on five, they took the play to the Penguins. Penguins had no answer for Montreal five on five last night. And if Pittsburgh wants to get any sort of bounce back, they're going to have to come and play hard. So I, I think that's those series have probably been the most intriguing to me. Two teams that at the trade deadline were sellers and had no thought of being anywhere close to making the playoffs have a chance now to get out of the play play in rounds and get to the uh the first round of the playoffs i guess go habs go i said watch out for carrie price if he's on fire they're gonna have a shot and that's what's been happening he's been shutting down the top scoring of the Penguins there with Crosby and Malkin. Yeah, for me, my headline of the week comes from that Oilers, uh, Oilers Blackhawks series. Um, it's it's really one specific player who uh, who must listen to the pod because he uh, he heard me talking about how the Oilers could score five, but I didn't think the the Blackhawks could score any. Um, so shout out to uh, Dominic Kubalik, who first NHL playoff game, twenty five year old rookie. Uh, puts up five points and a big fuck you to Hosk and his rare stakes. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like that guy, <laughs> that guy had a game um, that was a big uh, for his you. first playoff game. Uh, two goals, three assists, I think. Um, had a big, uh, big, big time snipe on the power play. Um, cheese over Mike Smith, took him, uh, took him out of the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, that was my, uh, that was the one, my biggest takeaway of the week was just that performance individually. And, you know, as a team for the Blackhawks, I thought they, they did dominate that first game against the Oilers. Yeah, he was a beast out there. It helps when you're playing with probably one of the best, like, shutdown forwards in Jonathan Taves, too, right? Like, you, the guy's the guy's proven himself all over the place in hockey. And uh, so getting out there, being a rookie and playing your first playoff game, having a guy like that to kind of guide you along the way probably helps you out a bit. Uh, they call him cap. They don't call him captain serious for, for no reason. Right. Like he, yeah, when he gets out on the Kirby docks had a good series too. To go. another rookie for the, for the Blackhawks. Hockey, baby. Um, he's, uh, he's jumped his way up the lineup. He's now playing on the, the cane line um, just because he's been, been so dominant. The guy's like six eight. I think he only weighs like yeah hundred pounds right now, soaking wet. But uh, when when he fills out, he's gonna be a dangerous player. Yeah, there's a couple other rookies that are uh, making some noise too. You got like Nick Robertson for the Leafs and Liam Foodie played two games before the break, and he's starting playing on the. I think he's playing on the second line in Columbus, right? So there's a couple rookies that are making a name for themselves, and the. The break kind of gave those guys a chance to come in and play in these games, so it's came at the right time. Yeah, don't forget about like uh, Nick Suzuki, yeah, um, rookie for Montreal, has had a good uh, good couple of games there. 
Um, Kakanyemi's really uh, bounced back. Not a rookie, but he's still only 20 years old, and he's a uh, uh, you know he scored a couple. He's scoring goals. I don't. Know, he's got two goals in three games, something like that. Kaka. Um, he's. I mean, he's he was their best player in the first two games. Um, so he's yeah, been so. uh, he's been a nice surprise for a guy that was sent to the AHL earlier in the year because he you know he just couldn't get it going. Um, you know, for him to come back the way he has, I think it's been a real positive for uh, for Montreal. Um, Kudo, as a Montreal fan, what's you know what's your heart telling you? Are they going to close it out, or are they going to you know? Do you want Lafreniere in the lineup? What's uh you know? Are they going to get through and get swept, and then Pittsburgh gets Lafreniere? Like, what's your what's your best case and worst case scenario right now? I just want to know what's going on inside a Montreal Canadiens fan's head. Right now, my brain is scrambled. Like, I want them to win because, like, it's the Habs and you want to see them win and not just tank. But at the same time, we could use that pick, hopefully get it, and get Lafreniere and get him in the lineup, have him play with, like, Suzuki or somebody would be unreal. But it's not going to happen, I don't think. Like, it'd also be a... Not going to happen because they're not going to win the lottery or not going to happen because they're not going to... Because they're going to get through. I think a little bit of both, but well, it's one or the other. Kudo, it's not. It can't be both, right? Like they either get through. Well, they can. Or... They could lose, and then they still don't get the draft pick, and then they they could get through. Yeah, but that would be them not getting. But they're going to get through them, and then we're going to get the first uh, seeded team, and then that's going to be another like we have to be the underdog, and they got to battle it out, and it's looking like we're probably going to get the Flyers, and I don't want to. I don't want to face the Flyers right now. The way they're playing. They're flying. Nothing wrong with being an underdog, you know. Yeah, and we've been out of the whole season, so give them props because they were way out of the playoffs, and now here they are, making a name for themselves and showing everybody that it's okay to be the underdog and take out one of the biggest teams and firepower that Pittsburgh has with uh, Crosby, Malkin, Shear, Gansel, Marlowe. Do you think they come back with Tristan Jerry? Pittsburgh goaltending has been subpar. Yeah, and we knew that was going to be one of the cases as well for them. Yeah. Like. Why? Uh, doubtful. A little late now to bring him in, isn't it? Doubtful because it's not late. It's just, I think, because Matt Murray's been there, done it. They're going to stick with him. Yeah, Jari had taken the job from him this year. Yeah, he did. And he Jari went to the All-Star game. Right? So. Yeah, maybe they do change it up. I don't know. I just I just don't think they're going to take the job away from Murray right now. Although, the game-winning goal that he let in from, like, basically the goal line, where he was just he was just out of position, basically. Like, I don't know how someone should... Is that the one they banked off his head? Yeah, no, a... it wasn't even off his head. It, he didn't even... It he was shoulder. down on his knees. He was down on his knees and didn't need to be down on his knees, basically, is what happened. Well, he was trying to, like, cover the post. Yeah, it, it, he was just out of position. I think it was just a shot go, by Petrie. That... I, I could go into a whole explanation about why he was out of position, but we'll, okay, we'll, well save that for... Let's take it to the ice, and I'll shoot from there, and I bet you I score on you if I take it off your face. Can you raise the puck? I bet you you don't. I bet you I could if I could pick that corner off you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could yeah. definitely raise a puck. You kidding me? You're talking about getting the puck like higher than six inches off the ice, right? Yeah, and I can do that because I've done it on you. Okay, but, we'll see. But we'll I, take but next I, time we're on the ice. I also have that deadly uh, backhand from the blue line. You can ask Jordan Gaydon yeah, on that one. Okay. 
Next time we're on the ice, I'll give you 10 pucks from that exact same spot, and I'll see how many you score on me. Oh, at least two. Okay. We'll see. Well, we, might, we, we might have to go to the other corner because I'm a lefty and Petrie's a righty. That's fine. We can go to whatever corner you want. All right, that's on. What are we betting? I don't know. What do you want to bet? Case of beer? I'm down for a case of beer. Okay, you got to score two on me from that exact same spot. We'll bring a video camera out so we can put it on the Instagram account and everyone can watch me win a case of beer. All right, sounds good to me. Ten shots? Ten shots. Ten pucks. Ten shots it is. All right. From I'm, that I'm spot. And we'll see. Why are we going to wait? Let's do it this weekend. Let's. Uh, we'll get the plexiglass out. Uh, Jones can put his hockey gear on in the 50 degrees. Kudo's going to be full gear on his rollerblades. Um, let, let's do it. Let's do it this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we go to. The, we'll just go to, to the mall. They got a parking lot. It's probably half. Maybe, maybe go to the little rink in Pusslinch. They might have a little uh, floor we can roll a rate. All right, guys. Well, let's move. Uh, let's keep her moving here. Okay. Um, I, I want to throw it over it. to our uh, resident uh, golf analyst, um, Piggy Jones, to uh, to tee up the PGA Championship for us, the first major of the season. So this is the first major of the season. They're playing it at TPC Harding Park, which is in San Francisco. Um, last week, Justin Thomas came out with the victory, uh, playing really well to bring himself into the uh, PGA Championship. Uh, I don't know if any of you saw the leaderboard last week, but at one point there was five guys tied in first place, and I think another four or five guys like a shot back. Um, and then this week they have 96 of the top 100 golfers playing in the PGA Championship, which is makes for a pretty good leaderboard. Um, the weather there is actually pretty cold which is surprising but um that comes with i guess being right on the lake so they got to deal with fog and wind and some massive trees so it's uh it's going to be an interesting week i know we all made some picks and stuff so we'll get into that um i just want to say that this is like the second last week of the FedEx Cup standings as well. So next week they have the Wyndham Championship and the top 10 players from the FedEx Championships before they start their playoffs the week the following week. They split a $10 million purse between the top 10 guys. So uh, the winner, I think, makes out with about $2 million and then they divide it up under that. So look for another big field next week for guys trying to get a little extra payday. So I don't know what you guys are looking forward to this weekend, but um, I'm just looking forward to some good golf. And because it's out on the West Coast, it, it's on a little bit later. So it gets a little bit exciting. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's it's nice to have major tournaments back in, in the world of golf. I think, you know, they're probably only playing three majors this year or is U.S. Open canceled? Yeah, no yeah. British Open. So so three majors oh. this year. Um, so it's nice to get one. Um, we're early August. so. Um, prime time for uh, my boy Brooks Kepka to uh, get his next major championship. The guy only knows how to play in the big tournaments, so um, definitely he's going to take the home a dub this week. Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he's won the last three US or PGA championships or something yeah. like that, two or three. Yeah, he's always uh he always comes to play for sure. 
Yeah, and Tiger seems like he's pretty determined on winning this weekend as well. He looks like he's all business. That's that's more good news for Hosk. Why did you have him? Yeah, so I, I'll just get in. I'll give you my picks. So my picks for the week, I got my three picks. So I got um, Brooks Kepka, Tiger Woods, and I got uh, my boy from uh, Canada here, uh, Mackenzie Hughes. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I had... What do you got, Kudo? Well, since we uh obviously recording on Thursday today, and we already tweeted out our picks earlier, I have Justin Thomas, Phil Sexy Cavs, Nicholson, and Jason Day. And as Jason Day had a good start. And as we're recording this, he is in the lead currently, and so uh, it looks like I'm on top right now, boys. Also, uh, Oscar fun fact here. Uh, every time Kudo has said Phil Sexy Cavs Mickelson, he has missed the cut in the tournament he's playing. So, uh, um, good omen for Don't you. Don't jinx me. Very good omen. Why'd you have to go and do that? He's going to be fine. <laughs> I don't know where he's in the standings, so I just... I think he's in there somewhere. I didn't check. Yeah, he's in the standings for sure. He, he is... Uh... <laughs> he, he, he's going to make the cut. I'll oh, say don't, that. Don't count your chickens before they hatch there, Kudo. Uh-oh. Why uh, is he located? I'm just scrolling down the page right now. and <sighs> It doesn't look good. Well, Jones, while you scroll, why don't you, you give want me us... To give uh, you my picks? Why don't you give us your yeah. picks? So, yeah, so uh, I also went with Justin Thomas. I thought, you know, big week last week, coming, winning the tournament. Um, he also took over the number one spot in the world golf rankings. So I, I took Justin Thomas. And then I also took Patrick Cantley. And I took rookie Colin Marikawa. Um, he's been playing really good golf and just had a just had a hunch. And Kudo, just to let you know, Phil Mickelson is plus two, and that puts him right now at a tie for ninety second. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I just saw he's that. got a little bit of work to do. Uh, is it ninety second or right now? I got ninety here. Uh, tie for ninety. The score's telling me ninety second, but that could change. So. Oh, okay. Maybe mine's not yeah. any more updated, but so there's a little work to do. Mine says live. Mine is saying live, so uh, he is in ninety right now, and yeah. that's not looking well, good. Well, that's okay. So I got the first place guy, and oh wait, nope, because Todd just tied it up with Jet with Day, so we got two tied at two one right minus now. Five. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting. Hopefully, the leaderboard really stays really uh, jam packed, so that it makes for uh, Sunday evening of golf watching uh, enjoyable. And, uh, you know, you don't want to, nothing better than watching golf on Sunday, I think. Yes, last Sunday was yeah. uh, pretty entertaining as well. We got like a five-way yeah, tie. Yeah, five guys tied first. first, and I think there was two or three guys uh, shot or shot back. Kepka had a chance to win it, going in 18 and put his tee shot in the drink, so ended his chances and gave Justin Thomas the win. All right, well, hopefully it's a good weekend in the, the world of golf, and we'll, uh, we'll circle back next week to uh, to recap the winner there. See how we did with our um, picks. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we want to get into the world of sports, you know, or the world of stuff. Everybody's telling us, you know, this is all sports. Where's the stuff? Well, well, here's the stuff, guys. Um, you know, the three of us, we all watch, we all enjoy um, the game of Big Brother, where, you know, Big big brother fans now with COVID going on our Canadian series got cut short um you know we've been waiting and waiting but now 
Big Brother US finally ready to debut. Um, we got an all-star season, so, you know, I guess because they've already vetted all these people, uh, makes it easier for the producers and the show to put it on. Um, so we're going to put together a, uh, big brother pool, um, starting three picks per person. I'll, uh, I'll run you through how the points work with this pool. Um, so we're going to be scoring week to week. It's accumulative throughout the season and, Whoever has the most points between their three picks at the end of the season is the winner of the Big Brother pool. Um, so the participants, as it stands right now, um, we have uh, the three of us uh, plus our three significant others. Uh, just because we thought it would be boring if it was just the three of us with our three Big Brother picks. Um, but we want to invite all of you guys, any listeners out there, um, tweet us your three picks before Sunday night's episode and we will add you to our game and uh, you know keep you as part of the updated standings uh, winner will take home uh, some sort of uh, prize at the end of the year yeah they can also DM us on our Instagram account too if they don't have to slide into those DMs for sure hit me up so so this is the way the game works so week to week we're going to be scoring the, the house guests in the house so um, the winner of the household competition will get seven points for the week. So that's a plus seven. The player that wins the power of veto competition will win five points for the week. Um, any player that is picked to play in the power of veto. So any player that plays doesn't win will get three points. If the house guest on our team is a have not for the week, they will get negative points. So they're going to get negative three if they are selected as a have not for the week if our house guest is nominated for eviction they will get minus three points for the week uh, and this will include renoms so if somebody is put on the block at the start of the week taken down because of the power of veto um, they still count as minus three and the person that is nominated in their place will be a minus three any house guest that is evicted will be minus seven points and then they off the list unless they want to play back to get back in the house and every house guest that stays in the week each week you get three points um so it's going to be lots of points out there um you're going to get any every every house guest is guaranteed three points uh for the week if they stay in the house well i shouldn't say that because if you get nominated it's because it offsets negative yeah. um but you know i think it'll be a, a fun game for us through the season uh we'll be you know, keeping track, keeping in an updated uh, Excel sheet, spreadsheet, um, tabulating points, and uh, hopefully it uh, is a, a fun, entertaining season of Big Brother, and we uh, have some fun playing our game along the way. Should we get our spreadsheet guy on that? Definitely, definitely. Mac Carmasco? Yeah, yeah I, he's, he's costly, though. He's costly. Um, yeah. He, C-Mac's, he's, he's big money, he's C-Mac. Just, he's just a good spreadsheet guy, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Shout out MattCarmaskoSpreadsheets.com. <laughs> okay, so without further ado, why don't we just get right into it? Let's uh, let's intro all the players for the season. So we have 16 all-star players returning. As always, the host of the show is Julie Chen Moonvez. Um, so she's back hosting this season. And here's the here's the the players. I'm not going to give you their background. If you want to look further into them, that's on you. Um, we have Christmas Abbott. Christmas Abbott, David Alexander, Nicole Anthony. Uh, David and Nicole both were on last season of Big Brother. Uh, we have Danny Briones, Cody K. 
Calafiori, Kevin K.C. Campbell, Tyler Crispin, Bailey Dayton, Nicole Franzel, Memphis Garrett, Enzo Palumbo, Janelle Pierzini, Pierzina, Kesar Ridha, Davon Rogers, Keisha Smith, and Ian Terry. Uh, so 16 house guests, uh, three returning winners. Uh, so Nicole Franzel, Janelle Pierzina, I think, and Ian Terry, I think they're all past champions. Or did Janelle not win? She hasn't won yet. So Janelle's back hungry for a win. She's gone pretty far in the past, um, but uh, I guess she hasn't got over the hump. So two returning champions. A lot of different personalities, a lot of different age groups, a lot of different Big Brother resumes, some that were first evicted, uh, some that were part of best alliances of all time, some that, you know, absolute comp beast, couple runner-ups. It's, you know, pretty... Pretty interesting uh, cast of characters, I think. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season for sure. Um, I'm just glad it's back on. It gives us something to uh, to watch, something other than sports or for uh, for the wives, you know. I'm sure they're going to be like, hey, let's watch that instead of watching the hockey game or something. And you, You'll PVR it and find the right time, you know, maybe during an intermission you'll put it on for about 20 minutes, then turn it off, then, <laughs> then during the next intermission you'll... Uh, yeah, the magic of PVR is you you watch at your convenience, right? Yeah, you can watch it on the weekend. So Correct. Our, our goal here will be we are going to recap on Wednesdays the previous week. So we'll recap the Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday episodes on our Wednesday episode here. So we'll be talking the previous week's eviction leading into the head of house for the week uh, that we're on. Potentially power a veto competition, depending what day that happens at. Uh, and we'll... Uh, We'll talk about any other twists and turns that Big Brother throws at us. So, without further ado, let's get our let's get our picks. Um, we'll start. We can uh, unveil our uh, significant other's picks. So, I'll start. Um, so, my significant other, Kenny, she is picking Cody, Tyler, and Danny. Uh, my significant other, Chantel, is going with Cody, Ian, and Christmas. All right, and then mine is Carly. She is going with Nicole F, Christmas, All and right. David. Kudo, you want to go first? You want to give us yours? Yeah, I could. So for my picks for Big Brother, I'm going with Cody, Meow Meow Enzo, and I like to call her Nerdy Nicole. So that'd be Nicole A. Those are my three picks. Both Nicoles are pretty nerdy, but uh, the, the nerdier Nicole, Nicole is the one you want to go with, right? Is that... Yes, I'm going with the more nerdy one. All right. Thanks, Kudo. Jones, you want me to go or you want to go? Yeah, you can go ahead. All right. I'm going to take Christmas. Uh, I'm going to take Memphis. And I'm going to take Kesar. Pretty good picks. Very good picks. Very good picks. I was debating over Memphis or not. I also didn't want to go three guys. I wanted to have at least one female in there. All right, Jonesy. What do you got for us? All right. I'm going to go with Tyler, and then I'm going to go with Janelle, and I am going with Ian. All right. Seems there's some love for Ian in the uh, in the Jones household. Well, you know, during COVID, we uh, we may have watched a couple of past seasons, and one of them was the one <laughs> Ian was on. So, of course, you got to do something to keep you occupied. 
occupied when you can't go out of your house. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, so those are our picks. Um, as mentioned, you know, we want you guys to join, you know, be part of our game. Uh, so send us your picks. We'll add you to the list. We'll uh, read out the standings each week. Um, and, you know, hopefully it's a little bit interactive. And like I said, we'll have some sort of prize at the end. Uh, we haven't determined it yet. Maybe some merch. But yeah, yeah, probably some merch. Um, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Um, speaking of merch, um, have you guys seen those cool rare stakes shirts out there? Sure have. Definitely. Well, that's cool. I haven't got one yet. But my rare stakes have been pretty terrible the last couple of weeks. But let's give our picks anyways. I was the worst last week. Uh, I was 0-4. Sure <laughs> what were you, 1-3? 1-3. Jones, you were 1-3 as well? I was I was 1-3 on the pod and 2-2 two and two on what I tweeted out. So <laughs> so you're 1-3? So you're oh, I was 1-3, uh, yeah. So you're now the, now the overall leader in the clubhouse. Um, what's your record? 15 and 15 and 20 or something like that? Some somewhere around there, yeah. Not very good. How about that? Yeah, and I'm fourteen and twenty-one, or maybe I'm fourteen and twenty. No, that's not right. Some, yeah, we suck. Yeah, we, yeah. we suck. We suck. That's let's just get. Um, yeah. Let's suck. just maybe I'm fourteen and twenty-two. Maybe that's what it was. Was were we were we under five hundred big time last week? I can't. I can't remember. No, we suck. I think we were right at. We were right at five hundred. Fourteen and fourteen. I think. Mm, that doesn't sound right. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Someone, someone, fact check us, put us in our place, and uh, and let us know how shitty we are with those. Um, so I'll go ahead with my picks. Um, I don't have the odds out yet because the NBA hasn't, uh, or the the betting lines haven't been uh, determined yet. Uh, but my picks are all coming from the NBA bubble. I'm gonna take uh, the Blazers over the Clippers. This is all Saturday slate. Uh, Blazers over the Clippers. I've got the Nuggets over the Jazz. I've got the Pacers over the Lakers, and I got the Suns over the Heat. Those are all those did are all money line you, results. Did you just say you had the Suns over the Heat? I do. Looks like we have another head to head toss. Well, let's let's Looks just like see if go. you qualify um, for our, our picks when the line comes out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll change it when he goes. Yeah, he to does that. Again. He tried to get a head-to-head with me last week um, by changing the game. Yeah, cheated. didn't like the one we picked together, I, so yeah. he, he went went ahead and picked another game and, and I changed it. Picked against me. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll uh, I'll give you my picks after telling you we had a head-to-head. So uh, soccer's done. So I'm going to some one basketball game and uh, three baseball games. I am going to take the Heat over the Suns. And then I'm going to take the Jays over the Red Sox, the Pirates over the Tigers, and the Diamondbacks over the Padres. And those are all Saturday games as well. Oh, you're taking the Saturday games. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might have to change my one game to a Saturday game then, considering we, we could have a head-to-head. Oh, here we go. So I'm going to change that so we can have a head-to-head. We can go at it. I, I like it. So for, my rare, so for my rare stakes this week, I'm going all baseball games so on saturday because i'm going head to head with jones we got padres and d-backs i'm taking the padres and then my last three i'm going to sunday and i'm going twins over the royals and then i'm taking colorado rockies over the seattle mariners and then i'm taking the chicago cubs over the st louis cardinals 
So that's Twins, Rockies, Padres, Cubs. Those are my rare sticks. I don't like them, Kudo, but, you know, but they're, your, they're your rare sticks. That powerhouse like Seattle Mariners gonna be right. team, you're going to pick against them? What are you thinking, man? What are you thinking? Yeah, I am. And you're not going to take... I'm thinking You're not going to take the COVID they're Cardinals. It's like they're, they're pretty much playing on steroids right now. No. No, they're not. I'm taking the Cubs because the Cubs are playing like they're on steroids. The Cubs are playing well. Yes, they are. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for our 10th episode. We really appreciate all the love and support. Please please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. If you want to get into our Big Brother pool, send us your three picks uh, on Twitter or on Instagram before Sunday night's episode and we'll add you to the game. Winner will get a special prize. Uh, as always, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe in your podcast player of choice. See you next week and we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat, hit the music. Bye. 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 Bye